What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. And we were back with more bets for the week in the world of mixed martial arts. And uh, it's a big week. As always, in the world of mixed martial arts, we have UFC 285. You know what? You don't need, it's been so busy, you don't even forget the numbers these days. <laughs> so we'll, we'll be reminded of this one for a while, I feel like. The return of of John Jones. It's it's an interesting one because I, I suppose for for most people it's probably like this is the uh this is the one we've all been looking forward to, I suppose. I mean, a little bit different for me considering I'm here in Ireland and we'd better at the weekend and all it's been all consuming for me for the last couple of weeks. But I've the head straight on now and we're going forward for uh, the return of uh, of John Jones. I've already done a couple of podcasts talking about John Jones here uh, on Sherdog over the last 18 months or so, but one even recently again. And I'm really, really looking forward to it. We'll talk about that again in a, in a second when we get to John Jones and when we get to that fight uh, itself. A quick review of last week before we get there as well. I would say a, a good week, a good to middling week. Um, to review the bets, we got two of the four bets hit. So, um, Asael Ajuj did win at minus 165. You know, close enough first round, won the second to, um, uh, sorry, the, the second and the third round. Uh, so, minus 165, pretty good there. Logan Sorley lost. Definitely a bad call by me. I thought the timeout would affect Amasov. Made him better, if anything. He was absolutely fantastic. Pedro Carvalho, plus 100. I know a lot of people in the comment section were giving me shit over that one. Definitely a bad call by me as well. Jeremy Kennedy absolutely dominated that one, but a great call for the Suarez inside the dif- distance at plus 185. And an even better call. Another flyer hits Richie Smollin to win by either submission or decision. He won by decision. P- around plus 500. I was looking at it. I think I think there was like a plus five ten on this in one of the Irish books bookmakers. I saw a couple of people talking about how they got it around this as well. So my my guess at the price for this one last week was pretty good. So plus five hundred for that one. A great call. Uh, a great call by me. Sure, of course. Um, we are now twelve from twenty two. I believe if my maths are, are correct. I just need to adjust my notes while I'm here. Twelve from twenty two on o- overall on the bets. Um and then we are four from seven overall on the flyers, so four out of seven. And I went I went for two flyers in one week, so four flyers hitting in six weeks. That is that is pretty incredible. I think I don't think I've ever been on a run like that before. I haven't because I think I only hit two in all of last year. So to hit four in the first six weeks of the year is uh, is pretty good. So if you've been tuning into this betting show, you're doing well now. Am I guaranteeing you can continue? Absolutely not. But you like where we're. It's going to be around the, what the first, second, third of March uh, when this video comes out. And um, I think we probably, if you've hit on those three bets, you have your money for the year already made. So you keep tuning in for the rest of the year, and uh, we'll keep going at it. So congratulations, to everyone who had the bets done, and uh, you know, a big pat in, the, pat in the back there, pat in the back for Shawnee after after. I bet that Smullen bet was a good bet and I, I think I called it right too because I thought uh, I said his cardio would win him that you know his ability on the ground and his submission ability and all I think it all played into it everything I said no I got it right I didn't get to address him right I admit it hands up but that um, that Richie Smullen one that was a, a, a stroke there for me a stroke as we call it around here anyway let's get into it and let's go for next week and the bets for next week um we're going to start off in the main event in John Jones versus Cyril Gagne. Now, I had a couple of different bets picked out here. Um, <clears throat> and I'll tell you the one I'm going for before I get into it all. The one I'm going for is the fight to go to the decision at minus 125. Now, 
it's a heavyweight fight between two top class guys. Maybe you're thinking, Shani, this is a heavyweight fight. Someone can get hit here. Someone can get knocked out. You know, Ganya's good power. John Jones has been around for a while. We saw what happened when DC went up to a heavyweight like John Jones again. He brought the power with him and was able to get a big knockout. But and, and uh, you know, I see those points. But what I have been thinking about this fight an awful lot. And every time I think about it, I think about it going to a decision. Like every single time. I very rarely think of anyone getting like finished here. And I was doing a thing there uh, today where uh, there's a couple of us, a group of us, maybe 10, and we all send in our picks, right? Some pick Jones, some pick Ganya, right? Everyone picked the decision. Every single person picked either Jones by decision or Ganya by decision. So I went my own thinking, and with that thinking, and this price, you know, you, you might get around even money in some books, but it's minus 125 here. I'm looking at it. As I said, I'm recording this pretty early in the week. It, it, it could very well change. The later the week goes, hopefully it get a little bit better. But I like that price. Look, the reason why I like the price is, is pretty simple. I think both guys were, are going to fight a more tactical fight here. I think um, on Ganya's side of it, I, I'm very interested to see how better defensively he's gotten after the Nganu fight. And when I say better defensively, I don't mean striking because he's always been a very good defensive striker um, or a defender of striking, if you want to put it that way. But his defensive wrestling, is a, it's a weird one, right? Because it, no one was expecting Francis to take him down. Maybe you're expecting Francis to knock him out or Cyril to outbind him or Cyril to get a knockout or whatever, but I don't think anyone was expecting Francis to come out and look like Bo Nickel here or anything like that. I don't think many people were uh, were thinking that would happen. Happen, And he caught him off guard. Now, did Ganya show, show the best wrestling in the world in that fight? Absolutely not. And if John Jones wrestles him in a certain way, I might hear problems. Absolutely, you might have problems. But I think the key difference here is... Ganya will be expecting it. He won't be caught off guard. Even if, you know, you don't necessarily 100% expect John Jones to wrestle from the gate or wrestle even at times throughout the fight. If he does wrestle, it won't be a shock like Francis wrestling. Do you get me? So I think he will be more prepared for it in that sort of way. It won't be, be him in a title fight for the first time as well. It won't be him caught off guard in his first title fight for the first time in that sort of fight. I think it'll be a little bit different. Now, will it, will it be any better if John Jones is actually able to wrestle him, get him to the ground? Maybe not, but I do think he's big and strong and can defend well. And, you know, he actually, if you go back and watch that fight, there's a lot of people, myself included, early maybe, who say Gagne could have actually still won that fight with all of Francis's um, power on the ground and, 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 and good times on the ground, I suppose. So that's an interesting one to, to keep um, an eye on. Now, if it does, and that's another part of it. it does get to the ground I think John Jones will find it very hard to bully a big heavyweight like Gagne the way he's done with you know the, all the middleweights he fought a light heavyweight throughout his career I think that's going to be a very very hard thing to do and on the feet I do think this look I do think this will fight, uh, be a fight fought out mostly on the feet I think I'm not sure who will win it. I'm not sure how it'll go. I'm not sure how their tactics will be. If if I knew that, I'd be probably Eugene Berman or Eric Nixick or something like that coaching the best um, fighters in the world. But uh, I do think it's going to be a long, drawn-out, outside battle, and I think it's going to be absolutely brilliant. And look, for that reason, I do, I do think it's going to be a technical fight, a tactical fight, and I do think it's going to go to decision. So at minus 125, I think that's uh, very, very good. I'm going to 
going to the rest of the betting odds for this fight here because I think we might as well let's let's do it that way this week because this is head and shoulders really over over the rest even though there's some very good fights on this card in fact it's it's probably maybe my favorite card of the year so far I think it's very very good I, I like a lot of the fights here but that one definitely sticks out so the straight up money line prices as I look at them right now uh, John Jones minus one five eight favorite over Cyril Gagne minus one thirty eight. Um, if you're listening to this, you're not a massive MMA fan or anything. Just looking for uh, bets. This is for the vacant title. Francis Ngannou was a champion uh, at heavyweight. He has vacated the belt or whatever the belt was taken off him. He's gone away onto the deep blue yonder to fight boxing or somewhere. John Jones has been out for three years, coming off from light heavyweight and fighting here. Ganya has been winning at heavyweight in between a loss to Francis for the title. So he's the next best, and in my opinion, the best heavyweight in the world. Uh, and he will fight uh, John Jones. I, I feel like I'm a pure company guy there. Like, oh, UFC shield here, Colin Ganya, the best. I've said that before, Francis. I, uh, I wished Francis would stay. I wish Francis would fight Cyril again. But in my my humble opinion is that Cyril is, is better than Francis. Won the first fight and would win again if they fought the second time. That's not to say Francis isn't great or anything like that. So we'll just leave that to one side. Um, the over-under prices, I think, are very interesting here. For a heavyweight fight, again, I'll say it. Let, let's look at three and a half rounds. Over three and a half rounds, minus 170. So it's a big favor to go over three and a half rounds. The under is plus 150. Um, if, you've, if you like the under two and a half rounds, so what, the halfway point of the fight... Uh, plus 205 um i w- i wouldn't know myself like that price to be honest but that is the price if you're if you're looking for a fight goes to the decision as i said minus uh 125 that is the favorite over the five not going to this fight not going to decision fight not going to decision at minus 105 so this is favored by the bookies to go to a decision um then we have the methods can you buy knockout plus 500 ish I see 400 some places 550 other places so around plus 500 for Gagne to win by knockout John Jones the same plus 350 so John Jones is favoured to get the knockout if someone gets the knockout here which to me is bonkers like John Jones is, was never a guy for big knockout power or anything like that now okay he has a few knockouts and he's knocked out DC absolutely but weird if the finish gets uh, here it's John Jones by submission I think which is plus 600 um, Ganya by submission plus 1400 I think a lot of people think that is not going to happen I don't personally think John Jones will submit him either but if he does finish him I could see that now a ground and pound knockout as we'll get to later on in one of my bets as well is is very much a possibility especially if they expect John Jones to wrestle Ganya so maybe I overreacted there with, with, the, with the knockout price but yeah I um I, I, I do think Gagne is more likely to get the knockout especially if, if there is a knockout as I said I think it'll go to a decision now the other bet I was looking at for this is Gagne to win by decision, plus 280. Very good price there. Almost 3 to 1 for Gagne. I'm looking at it in some places here, plus 333. If you can get it at that price, that's, I think that's a very, very good price. John Jones wins by decision, around plus 180. So the plus 180-ish price for John Jones to win a decision. I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be a very, very close one. And we will, uh, <clears throat> we will see how it goes. Um, usually I'd look at maybe a bit of a flyer here and see someone in the first round or the third round or the fourth round. I don't, I just don't think it will be one of those. I really don't think it'll be one of those. I think it, it's going to be a long drawn out fight, you know, <sighs> maybe late, maybe late, but even then I don't think so. I think if it goes long, I think it'll stay long if you want to put it that way. So yeah, the, uh, the bet I'm going for first one straight up fight goes to the decision. 
So I'm, I, I'm hedging my bets here. I'm going for either lad to win, but just to win by decision, minus 125. And do you know what? I, I love that bet. I really, really like that bet. Right. Um, next fight I'm going for uh, is the opposite bet that I'm going for a win inside the distance of minus 175. And I'm going for Shavkat Rachmanov uh, to beat Jeff Neal. Um I don't think this one needs much explaining, lads. Uh, if, a, if a lot of you have seen Shavkat. Now, no disrespect to Jeff Neal or anything like that. A very, very good fighter. You know, has been around for a long time now. 19 fights deep into his career and has lots of finishes and good wins over good people. Look at his last two beating uh, Vicente Luque and uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio. His wins over the likes of Bilal Mohamed, you know, who's right up there, top of the contendership. Uh, before that, now he beat Nico Price, uh, many, many more people uh, as well. And of course, he has losses to the likes of, of Magni and Wonderboy and others, um, whereas Shavkat is, uh, is undefeated. But this is. The jump in his career, you know... Okay, well, I suppose Neil Magny was the jump in his career last time out. And uh, he handled that one. But Magny... Magny is one of those lads that... If you meet him on the right day, it's not the um, the test that maybe you would think it should be. Whereas I think Jeff Neil will be a test. It will be a real, real test. But I think it's one that Rachmanov can absolutely overcome 16 wins 8 wins by submission 8 wins by knockout never gone to a decision obviously never lost <clears throat> as well 28 years of age so he just you know he's coming into his prime right now haven't been fighting you know 16 fights 2004 made his debut what, what's that eight, just over 8 9 years uh, just over 8 years since he made his debut in October of, of, uh, of last year it was 8 years so <clears throat> it's the perfect time this is the perfect time he's coming into his um, coming into his peak and I think he's ready he is he has that mixture, I think, of technique and tactics that makes the perfect fighter with that little bit of power and with that little bit of of just scariness that MMA fighters on the way up sometimes they have at a level where their opponents don't know what to do with them. You know, we've seen it with um we've seen it with Shamayev until he got to the level of, of Gilbert Burns, we've seen it with McGregor until he got to the level, I don't know what level he even got to, really. I don't, I, actually, I, with McGregor, I don't think he ever got to a level. I think he kind of brought himself back down to the crowd, really, because it was, uh, it was a weird one with McGregor, the way he did it. But Rachmanov looks like one of those guys where he's just going to walk through everyone. Now, Jeff Neal, absolutely not an easy guy to walk through, but if he jabs him up, hits him around the place, like, this is how I envision this fight going. I could see it going maybe three, four, maybe seven, eight minutes of being close but Rachmanov, like close but clear, and in Rachmanov landing that one big shot that kind of moves it from a fight where Neil, he's just accumulating shots to putting on the afterburners, the kind of the Bambi legs on Neil, landing a few shots, maybe getting the fight to the ground, a few elbows, maybe getting the finish there or something like that. But it's one of those where I don't think this will be, and maybe it will be, maybe it'll be a one-punch knockout at some stage, but I think it'll be one punch after probably 75 punches before it to take this from winning to winning, you know? And uh, that's why I think it'll finish inside the distance. No, it's I, I really don't know, man, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think it'll be the case of, you know, I expect him to get the knockout at some stage. I think this will be a, um, a how would you put it, like a, a detailed destruction. 
that's what I think it'll be from Shavkat. And uh, yeah, I do uh, I do think he'll go on. I do think he'll win an inside the distance. Look, not the biggest price in the world, minus 175. But when you look at the betting lines on that, he is minus 500 to win straight up. Neil plus... Uh, around plus 400 minus, or plus uh, 375 in some places like the lines are interesting as well for the over-unders um, the under two and a half rounds is minus 185 so that's a big favourite there they do expect this fight to to um, to finish inside the distance fight goes decision is plus 200 if you fancy that minus 260 so look Shemaya uh, or Rachmanov is the favourite the finish is the favourite so Rachmanov to get the finish you know, vis-a-vis, not to, not to go full uh, the office here or anything, but I think that is the bet to go for, and I like that a lot. If you like the other start to finishes, plus 275 for the knockout, um, plus 135 for the submission. That's your decision there. Maybe you want to up that price a little bit from my minus 175 and go for one of them. I wouldn't put you off that, if I'm being honest, but I, I like that bet. I like the... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm looking at my record here a little bit as well, but I, there's a little bit of risk here. You're getting a better price. Maybe when you're trying to an or something like that, but yeah, I like that. Uh, I like that price. Look, if you fancy Neil to get the finish, big knockout plus uh, 650. Um, if you fancy him to uh, to go the distance and, and get the win plus uh, 750 or, um, you know, to get the submission... 3,300 in the plus direction so I don't think uh, I don't think there'll be many favour in that one but you never know you never know right let's move on to bet number three um, and I'm going to go for the co-main event here I'm going to go for Valentina Shevchenko to win by submission at plus 235 now you look at Okay, you look at that bet, and then you look at Valentina Shishinko's record of, of, of 23 uh, and 3, and you think, do you know there's some fighters, right? Anthony Pettis is a great example of this. You look at his, you know, you think about Anthony Pettis, and you think, uh, Anthony Pettis, you know, kickboxer, probably not, lots of knockouts in his record, you know, a couple of submissions right in there. If I'm not mistaken, Pettis has more submission wins in the UFC than he has knockout wins in the UFC. If I'm not mistaken, it's, it's maybe maybe I, I got backed up on one of them. maybe it's similar, but I think he, I think that is true. Um, Valentina Shashinko is similar. She's 15 wins inside the distance, eight knockouts, seven submissions. Won lots of fights by submission. Now she went a while without winning a fight by uh, by submission, but she didn't win one uh, against uh, Cachoeira there a while back. She did win one against uh, Juliana Pena uh, on her way up uh, as well. And I really, do you know what? Why I, I think this fight will will be won by um by submission is this. My analysis of this fight, right, is that Shashink, look, Grasso fights her long, good, technical boxing game that she tries to fight, and Shevchenko tries that, you know, the Muay Thai power speed game inside. Those two games, if you put the two of them together, they kind of lead to clinches, right? If you think about it, one's coming in long, one's coming in short, and they're going to come together. It's going to lead to a clinch. It's going to lead to one hand on top of the other. It's going to lead to the person in the middle clinching. And what happens in the stronger fighter, the better in the clinch fighter, is it either breaks it up, if that's what they want to do, or has the big trip and takes the person to the ground, if they prefer. Now, what does Valentina Shashinko like to do? She loves that big trick trip she loves that big slam she loves taking the fight to the ground especially against opponents who want to kind of jab you up or want to strike with you like that 
And I think that's exactly what's going to happen here. I really, really, really do. Um, I think it's going to be a striking match for a while. Probably long stints of this five round, uh, as long as it goes, as long as it goes. Let's say, you know, 90% of however long the fight goes. But I do think there will be opportunities to clinch. Maybe one, maybe two, maybe three. But eventually, Shevchenko will put her on her backside and her back or her neck or her upper back or whatever it might be and get her to the ground and land on top of her. And when she she does land on top, Shevchenko loves to kind of get to that side control land those knees, land those elbows inside, get to the, the back, get to the mount. And for Grasso, I think she, I think she will try her best to get out, right? And sometimes you're better off not doing that. Sometimes you're better off just accepting position. Let's, let's wait till the end of the round. Let's, you know, let's try to maneuver out of this position. Let's try to take our time here. I feel like Grasso will hurry a little bit. You know the nerves as well in the, a big tile fight like that, and when that happens, you give up your back, you give up an arm, you give up a neck, you give up something, and if you do that against Shevchenko, she'll take it, she will take it, um, and that's just, just the way I see the fight going, now look, it's, maybe all those clinches will be broken by Shevchenko, she will rely on her striking and win there, but I don't think she's ever done that in the past, whenever the clinch gives itself to Valentina Shevchenko, she takes it, always, look back at her old fights, Look back at him. She like, I know. Like Joe Rogan loves to talk about it. You know, uh, the clinch being part of my tie and trips and things like that. And Valentina Shashinko is absolutely happy to be a part of that. So that's the way I think the fight will go. And I think that submission bet, I really like it. Plus two thirty five. I think I think the middle of the fight, third round maybe second third round submission uh, for Shashinko is the way to go here. So yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm going for that. Right, the next bet, bet number four here, I'm going for. And, you know, some good prices here. It's a plus 200 bet. And this is uh, Bo Nickel to win by KO or TKO. Um, he is fighting Jamie Pickett here. Watch some of Jamie Pickett. You know, Jamie Pickett's not the worst fighter in the world, but I also... Uh, I watched um, I watched one of his fights. Let me let me just uh, let me just pull up the the name of the uh, the person he was fighting here on Gerard in front of me. Uh, Kyle Dawkins, of course, Kyle Dawkins. And there was a point in that fight very early where he was pushed against the cage, and I was kind of thinking, oh, he's showing good takedown defense here. You know, pushed to the other side of the cage. Dawkins was in kind of in a single. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Maybe Bo Nickel will have something to work with here, or uh, something to to work. You know, uh, to have to beat. And then Kyle Dawkins picks him up, slams him down, and my thinking is like, oh no. <laughs> so, like, I uh, I fear for poor old Jamie Pickett here. I think it's. Um, now, uh, look, after that, Pickett did defend well. He did get out of different positions. He did move around. He did end up getting choked with a Bravo choke towards the end of the round, but he did move, and he it's not like he stopped fighting or anything like that. But I think this is, when you get taken down as easy as he, and it wasn't that easy to be fair, it wasn't that easy, but when Kyle Dawkins can take you down and slam you down like that, well, Bo Nickel certainly is. Now, I think Bo Nickel is like madly overrated for where he is so far. Do, do I think he w- won't be a champion or anything? I'm not, I'm definitely not saying that, but he's only three fights into his career. We need to hold the horses here a little bit. Now, not, I'm not saying not enjoy it or anything like that, but don't come out and tell me he's going to be some of the best in the world right now. Give him a chance. But for Jamie Pickett, yeah, I, don't, I do think he'll win this fight. And 
When I look at the prices and I saw the plus 200 to get the knockout, like, as I said again, I mentioned it earlier on, this is not go out and land a big right. right on. Although in a couple of these contender series fights, that was kind of just what he did, or one of them anyway, landed a big uh, right hand or left hand fighting out of southpaw sometimes and almost knocked out his opponent. Um, so he could do that. But I think this is going to be one of those fights where uh, poor old Jamie Pickett gets picked up, gets taken down, and gets ground and pounded out of it. Now, you look at some of the prices. Uh, Bo Nicholas favorite to win by submission, obviously uh, minus one eighty five. But you know, you give me that difference between minus one eighty five, minus two hundred ish, and plus two hundred. Some places even have it plus two two five to switch from a bit of ground and pound finish in the fight from a, uh, maybe a submission rear naked choke or something like that. And do you know what? I'll take that for a guy who's minus two thousand to win the fight straight up. So look, it's pretty self explanatory here. I think you get the takedown. I think you land a lot of ground and pound. Plus two hundred for that to happen and him to get the finish, I like that. Let's let's go with that. Let's let's ride with uh, let's ride with Bo Nickel this weekend. Um, and the last bet I'm going for the uh, the flyer of the week this time uh, is a bet. It's a bet I'm 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 not that confident in to be honest. I've had some good flyers recently, but this one maybe isn't as good as uh, as other ones. Now I'll tell you. The reason why I'm giving this flyer. So, okay, first of all, I'll tell you what the bet is. Derek Brunson to win by TKO KO at plus 550 over Dricky Stuplessy, right? And you might be thinking, Sean, what are you talking about? Derek Brunson lost his last fight against Jared Cannonier, didn't look great. Okay, he was on a good run and all before that, but Dricky Stuplessy has been on a great run here, 18 and 2. He beat Till, he beat Tavares and Giles and Perez and. All these buckos on, on the way. I've watched those fights for Trickus Duplessis. You know, Trickus is a good fighter, right? And um, he's very good takedown defense. He can wrestle when he needs to. He, you know, he's power. He can knock lads out. He's, he's some good submissions and stuff as well. Ten submissions, uh, seven uh, knockouts in 18 wins. Very, very, very good. But you look at him against Darren Till and he almost, he could have lost that fight against Darren Till in 2022 uh, the Brad Tavares fight I remember tweeting in the middle of that fight um, Drickus Duplessis is, is blocking every single one of these shots with his face he's just one of those fighters and you can't, I don't think you can do that against Derek Brunson like Derek the, the, the thing about Derek right there's an easy way to beat Derek if you're Israel Adesanya or someone like that right and when I say easy I don't mean easy Anderson Silva Robert Whitaker and other people like that you let him do it, right? You let him go mad. You let him do his mad stuff, and you just pick him off. You jab him. You out-technique him. You out-tactic him, and you beat him like that. If you get into a fight against him where you are uh, getting into a, a, a brawl with him, you're not going well. If you get into one where you're having an athletic endeavor against him, you're probably not going well, unless you maybe are Cannoneer or, or, or Anderson Silva or someone like that, maybe even a Bo Nickel in, in future or something like that. That's where you are in in trouble against someone like Derek Brunson. And that's what Tricky Stuplessis does in every fight. He gets into like an athletic war 
with everyone he fights. That's just the way he does it. He, I don't think he's good enough technically to like pick a guy apart and be smart enough to like stick and move and go around. I mean, that's not that's just not his game. Now maybe he's changed and improved an awful lot in the last six months or, or five months or whatever since we last seen him fight. And now he absolutely could have. He absolutely could have. He's only been in the UFC for a few fights, earning that extra money, maybe being able to travel and, and do so. I, I'm not saying he, he isn't. Um, but to me, the price in this one is not reflective of how good Trikis Duplessis is. I think it's more reflective of his record and the run he's been on. So to win the fight straight up, minus 230 for Trikis Duplessis, plus 195 for Brunson. I think, honestly, I think that I think that's a good price. Now, the reason I said I'm not that uh, confident in it is, right, because I'm not actually sure where Brunson is in his career. I didn't think he looked great in, in that Cannoneer fight, and I don't think, you know, he did either. Many people did. Um, but if if there is some of him there, and I think there is, and I don't, like, the last thing you lose is the power, and the last thing you lose is the will to throw a few bombs if you're a guy like uh, Derek Brunson. I think if he goes in there and does that against Drickus, he has more than a puncher's chance. He really does. Now, maybe will Drickus be able to do a few little intelligent things and pick him off a little bit, or maybe go for a few takedowns? Maybe, but Brunson is, you know, he's not a guy that gets taken down and dominated against, uh, unless you're a very, very, very good fighter, and I don't, I just don't think Drickus is that. I really, I don't like saying it about people, but I don't, I just do not think Drickus Duplessis is a great fighter. He might win this fight, right? But he, I, I would be very surprised if he got all the way. I'd be very surprised if he kept winning. And to give me plus 550 that Derek Brunson via knockout is the stopping point for Drickus Duplessis when he gets hit with bungalows in every single one of his fights. Do you know what? As a flyer, after we won fucking six of the last seven or whatever it is, four of the last seven, I'll take that. I will take it. So plus 550. Derek Brunson to get the knockout over Drickus Duplessis. It's the flyer. It's the flyer. Right. Some of the other prices here we will run through. Uh, Jalen Turner, Matthias Camrat. Fine, I looked at, studied, and couldn't come up with a good bet for if I'm being honest. Jalen Turner. You know, interesting. I think a lot of people over in America and a lot of people uh, around the world will be on Jalen Turner at that price of plus 190 and minus 230 for Gamrat. Um, I've just seen Gamera too many times and he's too good of a fighter but Turner, watching some of Turner again today he has that spark of power that not many people have and especially at like his his size and I suppose his length and so like he's a long tall guy and you don't expect the power out of guys like that but he has it he just touches guys and not even necessarily even turns them off just like knocks them down and knocks them silly he has serious power and he's a good all-around fighter good submissions and all that as well good on the ground um plus 180 there you know what I I like Gamera to win the fight to be honest but Jalen Turner knockout I think it's a round plus 400 here that's that's the kind of the backup bet. That's the best priced bet that I like in there. I don't I don't necessarily I, I think Gamrat win right. I don't like the Gamrat minus two thirty price too big for me. I don't like Gamrat knockout as plus two two five. I don't like Gamrat by decision at uh where is it here? Gamrat by decision at oh I can't find it. Where is it? plus two hundred. 
No, not bad, but I don't I don't like that either. I don't like that. But the knockout for Turner with that power, he could do it. He could do it. So that's the one I look at there. Uh we talked about Nickel and Pickett, Bonigal around minus two thousand plus one thousand for Pickett. The Grasso and Shevchenko straight up price is minus seven hundred for the champ Shevchenko plus 500 for Grasso. Cody Garbrandt is coming back here against Trevin Jones. Garbrandt is a favourite, minus 170, plus 145 for uh, for Trevin Jones. Cody Garbrandt to be a favourite in any fight is a bit of a wild one there, but maybe the, like that fight, uh, the under in that fight, I like that one. The under two and a half rounds uh, is uh, minus two, uh, 200 there. Uh, the under one and a half rounds, plus 105. Let's, let's go with that. Let's ride with that one. Um... Uh, we talked about Brunson versus Duplessis, Amanda Hebes versus Viviana Arujo. I was very high on Arujo until her last fight, and then I got off that trend very quickly. She is the underdog here, plus 102, minus 122 for Hebas. Like, these two, I'm not sure. They're kind of blow hot and cold. I li- I've liked both of them at different times, and really not. Toss of a kind there for me. Marquez and Barriolt, again, the toss of a kind, I think. Um... They're both around minus 110. I see in one book here that Barry Alt is a little bit of a bigger favourite amount, uh, around uh, minus 150, actually. So, yeah, it's uh, I think he is uh, becoming more of a favourite there as the week goes. Uh, Cameron Simon is the favourite over Limiona Martinez. Um, Jessica Pinay and Ricci. Ricci is the favourite there, minus 300 plus 250 for Pinay. Uh, Blackshear and Fahad Basharat Farid Basharat even I really like Basharat I think he will win that minus 450 so not much of a price there like Rabzabov is coming into the UFC after a, uh, a stint in uh, PFL I watched a lot of him and I think he's good at that price of a minus 270 and last but not least Ian Gary against Keenan Song or Kenan Song actually I was watching a few of his fights just before we started minus 700 for Gary uh, plus 500 for Song I think that's reflective of uh, of their ability, Gary. Um, you know, Gary be looking to get the the knockout here. Um, I, I think he's a, oh, th- th- actually the price for the, the knockout isn't up yet for Ian Gary, but Song is uh, plus one hundred one thousand. Sorry to to get the knockout. So we'll see if uh, if that happens. But you would think Gary will be maybe around even moneyish or something like that to uh, to get the knockout. And I do think he will. I think it's a big fight for Ian Gary. You know, it's not the name, it's not the progression he was looking at. He's had a, a big year personally and all of that, and getting back into it here. I'm sure he'll want to get a big win, a big finish, and get on the card maybe towards uh, the uh, the middle of the year and another one towards the end of the year. So, um, uh, uh, do you know what here? Do you know what Ian Gary needs in this fight? I think he needs a quick night. That's what I think he needs. Big first-round knockout. Put on the pace. Put on a, a show here for, for the crowd and uh, get him uh, get uh, Sung Kanan out of there. So we'll, uh, we'll see if he can do it. And I, I think he will, and I like him. At, uh, look, at minus 700, you, you couldn't like anyone, but uh, the, the knockout price, we'll see what it comes out later on in the uh, in the week. But yeah, I like that one as well. There are not many other uh, events this weekend. We have Octagon uh, going down. Alex Lahore is fighting there uh, against uh, Samuel Christoph. He's the favourite. I think the, the tournament's starting this weekend, if I'm uh, not mistaken. So there's some good fights there. Bohan Vlahajevic uh, is on that as well. Ianjarjo Silva is fighting Andre Mikalidis. So some good uh, fighters on that as well. So check out the uh, check out that if you're looking for uh, stuck for some MMA this weekend. PFL Challenger Series as well. I know Nate Kelly from Ireland is on that. He's minus 500. Very good. Nate uh, has really improved in his last few fights. Um, he is fighting Zachary Hicks. 
Hicks, uh, Ago Husic uh, as well. Uh, I, I've seen him a couple of times. He's a big underdog there against Gabriel Braga, so that'll be an interesting one. As well, there's a Cage Warriors card this weekend over in San Jose. San Jose Wilson Hayes uh, is on that. He's a big favourite over Johnny Campbell as well and uh, John De Jesus favorite over Roberto Hernandez bit of a double there maybe we'll throw them in uh, we'll throw them in together and, and we'll see how it goes but look we leave it there I will recap my bets for the week the main event John Jones are still going to go to a decision minus 125 Shavkat Rachmanov to win inside the distance minus 175 um, Valentina Shashinko I almost called her Andrea Shashinko the, the old the old, the old AC Milan roots are, are still with me uh, to win by submission plus 235 Valentina Shashinko Bo Nickel to win by TKO KO at plus 200 and the flyer of the re- week they've been going well recently the flyers Derek Brunson to win by KO TKO at plus 500 alright everyone I will leave it there let me know your bets comment section below send me your bet what bet are you doing for this week let the people know in the comment section below please give a thumbs up please give a like and if you're not subscribing subscribe my name is Sean Sheen for Sherdog.com and I'll see you all next time